You are listening to the Maximum Life Now podcast, only on MaximumLifeNow.com. the show this is your host your man's brian b rich richardson and you're tuned in to another 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 episode of the maximum life now podcast once again you can always check us out we on soundcloud we on stitcher we on the itunes platform people but ultimately you know you got to check out the man's website that's www.maximumlifenow.com or to get straight to the podcast that's mlnpodcast.com and if you hadn't already i don't know why but get the book the book is designed to help you it's called rest to success r-e-s-t the number two success.com is where you can find that r-e-s-t the number two success.com is where you can find that and once again it's just four principles that will help you we all need help i'm here to help you be rich is here to help you get to your place of destiny your place of purpose to maximize your life. I mean, I mean, you don't want to just be living a mediocre life. You want to be living a life that's full, that's maximized, that's successful. At least be happy. Uh, I know you might not always be happy, but but if you can have more happy days than you have sad days, you, you, you're doing pretty good. I mean, you're doing pretty good. I see a lot of people I'm around, out and about, and I see a lot of sad people. Sad, just Wandering through life like zombies, just going to work and, and getting off of work. And, and, you know, some of them be going out to eat and, you know, that type of thing. And they just be looking kind of lost sometimes. You ever just wondering and just, I don't know, everybody's not like me. But I sit there and look at people sometimes and I'm like, where are they going in life? What, 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 what path have they chosen to take? Is it a good path or is it a, a path that's... That's wrong, just wrong, just no, just just going nowhere quickly. You know, everybody want to do so something so quickly. You know, I think because we live in a in a society now where everything is so instant, quick. You know, we we don't want to wait for nothing no more. We we want we if we want uh, money, we want our money now. Nah, you know, we we if we uh, fighting off you know different ailments and that and that we want to be healthy now we want to now 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 we want to pop a pill to go ahead and lose 50 pounds and we want to you know we want to um uh, cook things in the microwave that's not supposed to be cooked in the microwave huh not supposed to be that's just some things you're just not supposed to cook in the microwave I, you, please no no macaroni and cheese be cooked in the microwave come on now you know that come on now yeah don't do that huh don't macaroni and cheese is supposed to be cooked in the oven why would you do such things well, what i'm saying is people is looking for the quick fix the quick thing to 
to get where they need to be in life, but they don't want to put in the work. Huh? You got to put in work to get where you need. You got to put in work. You got to put in, you got to grind. You got to, you got to cultivate the land, so to speak. You got to go ahead and put the work in, in order for you to get the results that you need. And so once again, that book, Rest of Success, should help you with the principles. It'll help you to cultivate things in your life. It'll help you to, 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 to mix principles in with, with things that you probably already doing, the things that you need to be doing. And at least it'll open your eyes to things that you may need to be doing that you're not doing. So that's all I'm saying, people. That's all I'm saying. And it kind of has a little bit to do with what I'm going to talk about today. And of course, last week, I didn't have the podcast. I was um, out of town. I was doing some work for the Lord. Huh? huh? What? Yeah. If you don't know by now, yes, I am a minister. Huh? But that don't mean you have to be afraid of what comes out of my mouth. I'm not just, I'm not on here trying to condemn you. No, 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 no. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. And so we were down uh, out of town doing some things for the Lord. And and uh, it, it, a part of what happened um, with me while I was there is what I'm going to talk about today is it's, it's about discovering yourself, discovering who you are, discovering yourself. And I touch a little bit on in the book. Um, I really do. Um, really, the whole book is really designed to help you discover yourself. Why would you ask, do you need to discover yourself? Um, it's very important to your life. It's very important to your destiny. It's very important to to the things that you do. It's very important to the people that surround you. It's, it's, it's extremely important. To discover who you are. And when I say discover who you are, it's it's a variety of things that I'm mentioning when I say that. But um, in essence, it means to know who you are, know yourself, know um, why you're here, know uh, what makes you tick, so to speak, what makes you go, what makes you move, what makes you wake up every morning, what makes you continue on in life, what what, what makes you do that? Because I always believe that people outside of any uh, mental illnesses, of course, uh, but I believe that many people who desire not to live or desire uh, to take their life, in essence, probably doesn't they, they, they don't know who they are. They don't know why they were put here. Um, and I remember I may have told this story in the first podcast episode, but I remember, um, you know, as a high schooler in senior year, you know, I was I was in a place where I was wondering, OK, why am I here? Because I'm, I, I, I tend to think about things a lot. And, um, you know, I don't like just to go with the flow of the crowd and, you know, we all going to a certain place and I don't know why or where we're going. I tend to question um, things like that. I tend to question when people. When a whole lot of people go in the same direction, I tend to question, is that the right direction to go? Because, um, you know, to be frank and to be honest, there's a lot of crazy and stupid people in the world. And so if 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 there's a crowd of people and, and and and, you know, there's a lot of crazies in that crowd and all that kind of stuff, you got to wonder, wait a minute. Are we all supposed to be going that way? And, you know, nine times out of ten, just because what the crowd um, says is right doesn't mean that it's right. You know, you have to learn how to be your own person, so to speak. And I'm not necessarily talking about being a rebellious type of person where you just are rebellious to 
to everything that I'm, you know, I'm a lone wolf and I'm, you know, I can do bad all by myself and this, that, and the other. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about knowing who you are and not losing yourself in the midst of the crowd. And the only way you can get to that point where you're not losing yourself in the midst of the crowd is knowing who you are. Huh? Who are you? What? Who are you? What? 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 You, what? You here for? What? 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 What is your difference? What makes you different from everybody else? Huh? What makes you different from your siblings if you have them? What makes you different from other members of your family? What makes you different from those in your school, in your profession, at your workplace? What makes you different from from the other people in your neighborhood, in your city, your state, or your country? What makes you different? Because we love statistics, right? And usually statistics is, is usually uh, presented to make things easier, quote unquote, for us. statistics. So instead of counting you as an individual, statistics like to lump you in a group of people. And of course, no two people are the same. I hope you I hope you don't believe that. Uh, no two people are the same. Uh, but statistics will tell you, well, you know, this certain group of the population does this and this certain group of the population does that, which we take statistics and try to predict uh, the future or try to predict certain actions and try to predict this, that and the other. And we use statistics. But the only problem with statistics is a lot of times it doesn't take into account individual choice and individual actions and individual identity. Huh? People would love. Now, listen to me. People would love for everybody to be the same in certain instances. Why? Because it's easier to control people who think the same. Yeah, let that breathe. It's easier to control people who think like other people. Because all I have to do is uh, disseminate some information to, to one person and the whole group thinks like that. So if, if I'm able to control the thought patterns of an entire group of people, I can control them. I can offer them choices or the lack thereof, or I can present options as if they are choices, but remove the choices that I want them to have in order for them to believe that they're actually getting the right choices. Huh? So it's, it's like this. Like when, when if you go to a restaurant, we got children. Uh, you know, you go in and say, hey, order whatever you want, as long as it's under five dollars. Did you catch that? Order whatever you want, as long as it's under five dollars. So in other words, I am eliminating every choice that's over five dollars. Don't let it be five dollars and one cent. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Don't let it be. Don't let it be over five, uh, five dollars. Uh, that includes tax, baby. So that means you better get something for four fifty and hope that the tax don't exceed the five dollar mark. That's all I'm saying. You 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 present the options by eliminating certain options, right? That the perception is that I have options when I really don't. But the only way you can figure out whether you're really given choices or whether your choices are being taken away from you is if you are a thinker. You are a thinker, huh? Huh? I like I like this one saying that I heard. You are the thinker that thinks the thought that creates the thing. Huh? You are the architect. You are the one that has the most influence in your life. And if someone else has influence in your life, it's because you allowed them to. You've allowed yourself to be a part of the crowd. You've allowed yourself to. 
to be told who you are, what you are, what you can do, what you can have. You have allowed yourself to be put in that position. And nobody, and I repeat, nobody has that much power over you. Nobody. And to all my Christian brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you this right now. God has given us the ability to think, the ability to act, the ability to choose. Huh? God has given us that ability. Now, whether we want to act and do and choose what he wants for our life is really up to us. But he will allow us to wonder and he will allow us to do whatever we want to do. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. Whether you're going to follow God or you're going to follow something else. Whether you're going to follow what's on the inside of you or you're going to follow the crowd. Whether you're going to follow what's on, on, on your heart or what other people want you to do. It's all up to you at the end of the day. But you can't blame nobody else. See, that's why people don't like to listen to this podcast. Because I ain't coming on here talking about, oh, if you listen to the podcast, you're going to have maximum life. And you do this, that, and the other, you're going to have... Ah, 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 ah. Uh, no, 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 not on this podcast. Look, I'm bouncing the ball right in your court. Either you're going to dunk it or you're going to flunk it, huh? Either you're going to live on the bench of life or you're going to come in the game and win the championship with your mans, huh? It, it, it's all up to you. It's all up to your choice. And see, we have to understand that in order for you to make the right choices, you have to first know who you are. I love this. I love this, this scripture in the Bible. Remember, I told you, I've been telling you since day one that the Bible has jewels and it. it has secrets. It has wisdom on all the parts of life, huh? From relationships to marriage to money to sex. To, yeah, I said sex. It's, it's there in the Bible, too. All those things, making wise decisions, choosing the right friends, Huh? Choosing the right opportunities. Now, of course, the Bible, don't, don't think the Bible, you open the Bible, it's going to say, well, uh, for example, if you're working at Walmart and, uh, you know, God wants you to work somewhere else and you open the Bible, it's not going to say leave Walmart and go to Kroger or go to uh, Cape, well, Kmart, well, let me, what's another store? Target. There we go. Leave Walmart, go to Target. It's not going to say that because Target wasn't there. Uh, in existence in the world at the time the Bible was written. Target wasn't there. Hmm. Walmart, Wally World didn't come until a long time afterwards, even though it was an idea in the mind of God, but he hadn't released that to nobody yet. So Wally, I mean, Walmart and Target wasn't around. So no, you, you're not going to see that. But what you will see is uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. What are you going to see that? So when I say that, then that means that there's a variety of situations and circumstances that that will apply to. Even those listening to this podcast right now, most of the time you're stuck in life because you don't know where to go. But there is somebody that's with you, God, who will help you to get there. Huh? He'll help you to get there. Yeah, don't think you just arrived by places by osmosis, that it just happened by happenstance. There's an architect behind this thing. There's a reason behind things. There's a there's a cause behind certain things. And as long as you are oblivious to the movies and the makings of God, you you you're gonna be oblivious to everything. You're gonna be blind, huh? 
I always like to say this coincidence. People when people say that's a coincidence. To me, coincidence is a way of explaining God out of the equation, huh? Huh? He's there. And that's one of the things that I just discovered once again over last weekend. I discovered once again how much God has been there since the beginning. Even when I didn't understand it, even when I don't understand it, even when I'm trying to figure things out. You look back and you say, oh, God was there. Yep, he was there. Yep. This, I discovered some things about myself that I've been living with myself for almost 30 years now. I'll be 30 this year. 30. 30. And how you live on this earth for 30 years and still don't know some basic things about yourself? Like, I never really knew how how I learned. I never said that I didn't know how to, to learn. I didn't know how I learned. So in other words, in school, I just knew, noticed that I did uh, better in certain areas than other areas. I noticed that certain teachers, I did better in their classes than other teachers. You know, I just, hey, I just roll with the punches. But I found out this past weekend that I'm more of a visual learner. I never even... I never even took myself as a visual learning person. And then I just started to look back over my life. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know what? If I see something and how to do it, I can do it. I'm, I've always been that kind of person. If, in, in, in classes where there, was, where there was illustrations or drawings or pictures or whatever like that, it was easier for me to digest the information. And see, one of the things that um, we learned over the, the past weekend where we were is that everybody has a certain sequence in which they learn. It's called a brain sequence. And so, you know, for example, if you're a visual learner, um, a lot of times you need visual stimuli in order to recall, in order to process information. And so, but everybody has a certain sequence and it's usually comprised of these three things, your, your sight or your seeing, your ear or hearing or kinesthetic or your feeling. So for example, and I know this might be a lot uh, on this podcast, but, but just, just take this work real quick. Cause I got the work. You're going to get the work now. Uh, so, so I, I, when I, when I see something, I can recall a conversation because my mind stores information based upon pictures. So, for example, if me and you are having a conversation at Kroger or Target and um, I can I can take a visual picture of where we are. I remember that conversation not based upon just you saying it. But I remember that conversation based upon where we were, because in my mind, I remember the picture of where we were. Then, boom, all of a sudden, the conversation comes back to my mind. But not everybody's like that. There's a lot of people that are uh, auditory learners. That mean they're they're more capable of of being able to hear if they if they hear you, they'll recall it. If they hear something, then they may see a picture. So for them, it may be. Hearing, then seeing, then feeling. But for me, it's more so seeing, then hearing, then feeling. But some people are very feely. I, they just, you know, I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about touchy feeling on you. You know, I ain't talking about nothing like that. Come on now. I'm talking about, they feel like something's wrong with a person. Have you ever like felt, 
felt something wrong with a person? Or have you ever felt like, you know, like somebody was about to call you and they did? You, you just felt it. You, you know, some people are like that. They feel something, then they see something, then they hear something. Or they feel something, then they hear something, then they see something. But everybody has a, a, a unique to them uh, brain language sequence. And why is that so important? Because it will help you in understanding what you are doing. How do you process information? I wish I would have known this a long time ago because I would have patterned my study habits after this sequence. I would have been able to to uh, recall conversations of, of teachers or lessons based upon pictures that I've seen. I will associate a conversation with a particular picture and just recall the picture. And if I recall the picture, I will be able to recall a conversation. I wish I could have done that. I wish I would have known that. But I know it now. Huh? I know it now It's going to help me moving forward that I know this information. But it all came back to beginning to know, beginning to learn more about myself. I mean, you with yourself 24-7, why not get to know who you are? And then you wonder, you know, you get in relationships and you wonder why people don't understand you. You don't even understand yourself. And you crying about, oh, they don't know me. They don't know who I am. Well, you don't know who you are either. Huh? If you know who you were, then maybe you wouldn't date such low lives. And this is a sad, I mean, that's a sad conversation. I mean, it ain't got nothing to do with this podcast. But I'm saying the more you know who you are, what you what you're here for, the significance and the value that you add to this planet, why would you waste your time on people who are not going nowhere? Why would you waste your time on jobs that's not taking you nowhere? Why would you waste your time doing things that's not going to move you in the right direction? Let's begin to put a value on our lives. Let's begin to put a value on the things that, that are important, that will lead us to a place of success and lead us to a place that we are, are going and, and, and the places that we need to focus on and the places that we need to be why don't we do that? Because we don't understand that we need to know these things. The first principle in the book, R-E-S-T, which are acronyms, REST, the R, responsibility. It's your responsibility to invest in yourself. Your responsibility. It's your responsibility to develop in the gifts and the talents and the things. And if you are in ministry, the callings and the purposes for which God had called you, it's your responsibility. We leave that so much, in, in my opinion, too much in the responsibility of others. When we grow up, we expect our parents to do everything for. When we go to school, we expect our teachers to do everything for. When we go to college, we expect the professors to do everything for us. And when we get married, we expect our spouse to do everything for us. When we get in a relationship, we expect the other person to do more for us. When we when we get into society, we expect the government to do more for us. We always expecting other people to do more for us than we're willing to put in ourselves. Let that breathe. Huh? Why would you expect more out of somebody else and not expect at least 110 or 20% out of yourself? That's why you can't blame nobody. That's how you can't blame nobody. Why would you blame your professor for the work that you didn't put in? And we so quick to say, oh, that professor, 
mean or that professor don't understand or that teacher, you know, don't like me. Who cares whether somebody like you or not? Huh? Trying to get the whole world to like you is like it's like trying to chase the wind. You never going to catch that. Huh? You can be doing everything right and you still going to attract haters. Huh? You can do everything wrong and still going to attract haters. You can do everything that a person wants you to do and they still may not like you. We not I'm not here. We not here to garner likes. Contrary to social media, we're not here trying to get everybody to like our pictures and to like our posts. And, and, and subconsciously, we we really are looking for affection from other people. We're l- really looking for acceptance from other people. I think that's why so many people put pictures and selfies of themselves on Facebook. I mean, you ain't got to put a selfie up every day. We already know what you look like. You can change your hair color, your eyelashes, your eye, the eye, color of your eyes with contacts. You can do whatever you want to change your clothes and all that. We still know what you look like. And if we didn't like you yesterday, we still don't like you today. So why invest so much of your time trying to get people to like you? I think, and I've heard this from people who are much older than me, though. They always say the older I get, the less I care what people think about me. And I believe that to be true. You know, in school, we used to always want to hang out with the popular people. We always want people to like us. We always want everybody to speak highly of us. But in this world, everybody ain't going to be like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just because somebody don't like you doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. You just may, y'all just may have a difference of opinion. They just may, I mean, that you may remind them of somebody that they don't like, so they don't like you just because of the other person. It has nothing to do with you. But you cannot, and listen, once again, you cannot control other people's feelings and emotions. You can influence, but you can't control. But you do have authority and control over your own emotions. In your own thoughts, in your own feelings, in your own desires, in your own likes and dislikes. You have control over that, but it's futile. It is, it is, it is stupid to try to continue to control other people's emotions and other people's feelings about you. That goes for the workplace. Hey, every co-worker might not like you. And that don't mean you need to quit your job because they don't like you. So what? They're not paying your bills. As long as you not doing petty stuff, huh? As long as you're not being petty patty or petty freddy, you good. Stop being petty on the, on the job. Doing little petty things, huh? Huh? Stop it. Why, why, why be petty out here? Well, just because other people want to be petty, that don't mean you need to be petty. Just because the crowd is being petty doesn't mean you need to be petty. Just go to work and do your job. Huh? Because your job, see, a job to me, and this is this is me again. A job to me is to help you to cultivate the gifts, the talents that you have. It's, it's the concept of iron sharpening iron. You know, you you around people that do similar things um, and you're able to bounce things off of them, ideas off of them and to get different things accomplished. So a job is to help you to hone your skills. If if you not, you know, if you're not doing things that not honing your skills, then why are you there? Well, I guess if you don't know what your skills are to begin with, you don't know where you need to be. But all I'm saying is at least 
at least if your job is not bringing in enough income for you, because most people are living paycheck to paycheck anyway. The stuff you see on Facebook when they got all that cash on their bed, they just cashed their check. And as soon as that picture was t- taken, it's going right to bills. Hmm. Yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's all on Facebook. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. They get a little. You know. Now we we. I. You know. I shouldn't talk about this, but I am. I'm. I'm gonna say it. You know, a lot of people take their refund checks and just do stupid things with them. I mean, some people actually believe that they're going to change their whole life off of an income tax check. (sighs) Oh, how little life do you expect to have if you expect your whole life to change over tax check? A couple thousand dollars of that. Now, if you if you're actually if you actually utilize that as seed money for something else, then maybe you'll be on the right track. But don't expect your whole future to change because you got a couple thousand dollars. Huh? You know, you you know, you're not really getting ahead, right? Because some people listen. Some people don't want to make more money or some people don't want to live in different areas uh, because they're afraid that it's going to touch their uh, income tax check. Oh, my gosh. Just. That's that's stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. Now, I understand that there is wisdom out there concerning how to properly do things to avoid, you know, um, you know, um, having to to, to to you know to avoid having to spend out a lot of money in taxes and all that there's there's strategies different things based upon what you're doing and all that kind of stuff but all I'm saying is don't don't please don't peg your life around one time of the year when you get an income tax check and people do crazy stuff for income tax time they be claiming kids that's not even theirs I mean wait a minute you you You've been single and have no kids. How is it that around the first of the year, you all of a sudden have five or six kids? I'm not going to really touch and go into detail in that, but I'm just saying people do some crazy stuff for a couple thousand dollars when, when, when God is wanting you to change your whole life. Not on a couple thousand dollars, but you're going to need more than that to do what God wants you to do. You're going to need more than that to fulfill your purpose and assignment. And it's not always about stacking up money. Listen to this story. Listen to this story. And let's, let, just let this, just let this, let this uh, be something that you think about. You know, there's a man that, um, that lived in his family and um, all of a sudden his father passed and his father had stored away some money for him. Never told him about it. Um, but uh, needless to say, uh, the attorneys knocked on his door and said, hey, we got something for you. And he said, OK. So they sat him down and they read uh, the wheel in front of him. And his father left him one point five million dollars. And boy, he needed the money too. He's like, oh yes, $1.5 million. I'm cool. I'm straight. 
So he got that money. And of course, you know, he had to pay taxes on it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that type of thing. And so he just got to spending and spending and working, but he was still spending and everything like that. And he was um, extremely excited about it. And, you know, he's seen a bright future. Then that same man had a friend. And this friend, um, for whatever the reason, came under similar circumstances where his father passed as well. And but at the reading of his will, it was never told to him how much money he did have. All he knew was is um, whenever he needed something, he can go to the bank and get it. And so. He lived his life like that. And, you know, as they grew grew older, of course, um, the man with the $1.5 million, um, you know, as he grew older, he, you know, basically pretty much spent most of them, that money. He was living pretty decently. Uh, but the other man really living paycheck to paycheck, but every time he needed something, he can go to the bank and get it. But he just never knew how much he really had. But all he knew is, is that whenever he needed something, it was always available. Now, in that particular scenario, who is in a better position? Now, a lot of people want to see their money. And I don't blame you. You want to to go, you know, some people got online banking. Now they can look on their phone. They can see their money is still there. My money's still there. Good, good, good. They wouldn't see that money. But. Really, the difference between the first man and the second man, the first man, he had increase, overflow, abundance, whatever you want to call it. He had, he could see it. But the second man, he didn't have increase, overflow, abundance. He just simply had no lack. No lack. So in other words, one amassed a lot of, of money and one had no lack of money. So in other words, whenever he needs something, he always had it. Whenever he needed something, he always had it. Never knew exactly how much he had. But all he knew was is that whenever he needed, he had it. So all I'm saying to you is, is that just because you have a whole lot of money doesn't necessarily mean you're successful. And just because you you can't see you having a lot of money doesn't mean you're not successful. Because to me, it's better to have no lack than a whole bunch of abundance that can be squandered, that can be that can be here today and gone tomorrow. But if you live a life of perpetually things being done for you and things happening for you and, and doors opening for you, if you live in a, a life of that then why look down on your life and look up to somebody else's life just because you see abundance in their life? Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong, wrong with abundance because please trust me, if my daddy left me a hundred, uh, a, a million and five, I wouldn't say, no, I, I, I prefer no lack. Huh? Give me the abundance and I'll take the no lack. huh? I, I, I love to see my money like that. But all I'm saying is, is that it's about how you think about a thing. It's how you perceive a thing, how you think concerning the matter. So people think 
that they will be successful if they were just like this person or they were just like that person. But how have you ever thought about you being successful because you are the person that you're supposed to be? Instead of living your life like like you want to be somebody else, how about living your life how you're supposed to live it? How about be who you're supposed to be? Be who you were created to be. Be the fullness of the person that you were created to be. Not be a human doing, but a human being all that you were meant to be. Huh? And it's, it's, it's a journey. That's why I say in rest of success, it's a journey of discovery. Look, I'm, I'm almost 30 and I just learned what I think is basic. How do I learn? That's basic. But I'm going to tell you something. Just that one principle in understanding how I learn is changing my life. It's making me look at things differently. It's making me evaluate how I do things. How can I be more effective in what I'm doing? You know, I'm juggling quite a bit right now between the podcast and Maximum Life and other things and some, and some uh, uh, another business and a couple other things that I'm doing. And, of course, ministry. But if I understand how I learn and how I process things, it will make me a more effective business person, entrepreneur. It make me a, a more effective author and minister. It'll make me more effective father and, 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 and husband and friend. It'll make me more effective in my life. And that's what it's all about. Maximum life is not all about you living your best life that you um, are designed to live. It starts there, but it's all about enhancing the life of others around you as well. Remember the principle in rest, R-E-S, the S, social capital. It's about what you bring and what you value and what you bring to the table and what others value, what others bring to your table. And it's about creating a, a community of people who are independent thinkers, but also understand when it's time to be able to put it on the table. And cause others to benefit because at the end of the day, whatever gifts, whatever talents, whatever abilities, whatever callings, whatever destiny you have is ultimately the end person is not to benefit you. The end is to benefit others. And that's real maximum life. That's all I got for the day, people. All I'm saying is get to know yourself, huh? Learn yourself, grow, develop. And don't make excuses as far as where you are in life, because that means you just need to dig deeper. You need to grind smarter. And you need to think clearer. And so I'm your host. I'm your man's Brian B. Rich Richardson. Once again, this is the Maximum Life Now podcast. Once again, get the book, R-E-S-T, the number two, success.com. Get the book, read the book, apply the book. And if you don't, I'm still going to be here next week.